0: If you're investing in a secondary market there's going to be liquidity lower transaction volume there's not going to be as many buyers in that market arguably being able to trade those properties with confidence is a risk i guess you take on if you're a residential real estate agent earning two hundred thousand dollars a year and you want to grow your passive income this shows for you learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleer. Let's go, baby. All right. All right. Welcome back, agents. We're building some cash flow together. Let's talk about investing in secondary markets today. We're talking about the secondary, tertiary, that sort of market in your geographic region or in other states and that sort of thing. So when you talk about, say, Texas, you got San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, Austin, major metros, that sort of thing. And then you have secondary markets that are going to be more like the Wacos and the Killeen, the Temples. So if you're familiar with those markets, great. If you're not, it's just they're smaller, they may be on the path of progress or that sort of thing. All right. So what I want to do is cover some of the pros and cons of investing in secondary markets. So if this is a strategy that you're looking to employ, you have some tips that you can jump on right away, or at least arm yourself with some information, right? So some of the pros investing in in secondary markets, especially on the multifamily front, you're going to have less competition from institutional investors. So a lot of times institutional money wants to have a very stable, tried and true return. And that is what they're looking for. They want to make sure their capital is protected and they're going to invest in A-class properties in the best locations with three and a half to 4% cap rate, right? So that's been some of the history. So you go out into these secondary markets where there's less competition, then one, the cap rates are gonna be expanded a bit. The entry price or the price per door for those things could be a bit lower because of that. And it's easier to win a deal, okay? So that's one of the pros Another thing to look for your cash flows in those markets, because you're paying less per door, you could probably get higher cash flows, potentially get higher cash flows, depending on the market than you would investing in a major Metro. And so that's a huge benefit. If that is the investment strategy that you're looking for on the con side of that, you're probably not going to get as quick or as high as of an appreciation as you would in Metro where there's more transaction volume happening. And so, yeah, the increase in the cash flow because you're paying less and the rents are there, that's a huge benefit of looking at some of these other markets. Pay less, and I guess your annual ROI is going to be a little bit better, right? The other side and the other thing that you may be looking for is some diversification in your portfolio. So by looking into some secondary markets, whether you're looking for multifamily, you're looking for any other asset class, or you're looking for uh, single family even, it's expanding your market, getting out into other areas. So that you're diversifying the risk. You know, if one market takes a dive or population starts to stagnate, something happens, an employer moves, whatever happens. Now you're in multiple areas and you can weather that storm or you can have cash flow coming in from different markets. So just to give you an example of like a successful win in a secondary market, we had been looking for properties in the San Antonio market for quite some time and then found one in the temple market and it checked all the boxes, all the numbers made sense. And it was a 130 unit deal, 136, something like that. And the price per door was significantly lower than in San Antonio. And so getting into that deal, the rents were there. We had higher upside. It's in the path of progress. And so it had a lot of positives going for it. And so it made a lot of sense to take that down. Compared to that property in San Antonio, price per door would have been higher. Rents, although they would have been potentially higher, arguably they could have been higher, it still didn't make sense or wouldn't have made sense if the price per door was as high as it would have commanded here in San Antonio. I think it was $80,000 door there and it was trading San Antonio's typically about hundred a door that specific property probably would have been closer to 120 a door in San Antonio just because it was such a nice property. So that's an example of a deal that's a big win in a secondary market. We're proud to be sponsored by Ridgeline Investment Group. Ridgeline has a track record of transacting more than 53 million in assets throughout Texas. Ridgeline's currently looking to acquire 100 to 200 unit class B multifamily communities between 5 and 20 million in San Antonio, Temple, Waco, Tyler, and other Texas secondary markets. To learn more about Ridgeline Investment Group, visit www.ridgelineig.com. So some of the cons and some things you want to look out for, if you're investing in a secondary market, there's going to be lower liquidity. And I guess what that means, lower transaction volume. There's not going to be as many buyers in that market, arguably. And so being able to trade those properties with confidence is a risk, I guess you take on. But in recent times, that has gone away. There've been a lot more buyers entering the market. So I would argue that that's not. One of the other risks is a higher vacancy. Because you're in a less populous area, the potential risk of having a higher vacancy if there are more properties coming online. So you want to make sure that you're taking into account one, the new starts for new construction on the multifamily or whatever asset class you're looking at. And making sure that it's not going to completely saturate the market to that point, you want to look at the absorption rate as well. So if you've got 100,000 units coming online, which is not happening, but say you have in a year, a thousand units coming online in that market and your absorption rate is only, I don't know, 200 units. That's going to take a few years just to get those leased up. And so it's going to add a lot of competition to the rents on what's already in the market. So just keeping that in mind with the vacancy rate that you're looking at and you're underwriting the deals at when you're looking at those markets. So another potential con, I don't think it is an issue, but a potential con could be if your investor base is used to investing in metropolitan areas then you may have a challenge raising capital for these secondary markets. Arguably, that shouldn't be an issue whatsoever. It should absolutely be a deal-based, market-based decision. And so if the market supports it and it makes sense and you make the case as a sponsor, then that shouldn't stop anybody from investing in those deals because their return profile should be a bit higher since you're investing and you're the one that's presenting this deal. So while it could be a con, there may be less institutional capital available if you are trying to raise money from an institution. But marginally, I would say, because there's, again, it's uh, more of a yield play than anything, meaning institutional investors are still looking for yield. And if you have a strong case for it and you're raising capital from institutional and investors, then if the market makes sense, then it should still make sense, or you'll find an institutional investor who it does make sense for. I would say by far the biggest con to investing in certain secondary markets are large like single employer towns. An example is Killeen, Texas. So number of investors and sponsors that I know won't invest in Killeen simply because Fort Hood is the major employer. If in the unlikely event that Fort Hood closes down completely, that town is surviving on that one major employment source. And so that is a big concern. So look for, like I looked at another deal here in Texas and it was not in the path of progress, but it was a very small market. And there was one major employer there. And in this property, it had probably 60 units, was right next to this plant. So, if that plant ever changed, they moved or closed down, there was nothing for miles around that would support that property. And you'd be in a very difficult position. So, knowing that going in, you know, if you're getting a super deal on something like that and you're able to buy it at a very low basis. Then it could make a lot of sense to buy something like that because your goal isn't to exit that maybe in two years or flip it for a higher profit. You're just looking for cash flow and you're getting such a good deal on it. You're okay with that property cash flowing you. Just look at how long it would take you to be made whole on the cash flow alone in order to justify buying something like that. So. Those are some of the pros and cons of investing in secondary markets. I highly recommend looking into other markets. On the single family side, we absolutely did it and will continue to be buying waterfront properties and that sort of thing in secondary markets that are in towns. and It just diversifies our investments and we get access to a larger pool of properties that we can personally buy. On the multifamily front, Depending on where you are in your investment cycle and in where you are as far as your goals, it absolutely could increase the cash flow on your deals and make those make a lot more sense. Just do the homework, do the research, do the due diligence, and make sure that you are getting something that is actually going to be a win in the long run. So covered some stuff very quickly there. Hopefully that information was helpful. I'm happy to dive into more of that stuff. If you have any questions, shoot me an email to uh, rm at ridgelineig.com or it's in the show notes. Take a look. We are grateful for all the reviews and the feedback that we're receiving. So if you haven't done so already, I would love for you to jump on, give us a rating and a review, actually write a review. It doesn't have to be about me, just about the show. And we appreciate it. It's helping us on our goal to getting more information and education out to all the agents and all of you who are trying to build some cash flow. So yeah, appreciate your help and I'll catch you on the next episode. surprisingly most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional however only one in five ever start investing most are simply too afraid to start once you get educated by listening to this show you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom don't miss a single episode if you want to stay up to date the best way is to make sure you're subscribed so if you haven't done that go ahead and do it now